You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, and a continuous streak. We are joining you after another New York Giants loss. They're now 2-11 on the, on the season. They lost in last-second fashion to the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football in overtime, 23-17. Like I said, now 2-11 on the year. The losing streak continues to build up and snowball and increase gradually over time. It feels like it was a whole season ago since the last time the Giants won a football game. And that was September when they actually did win their last one against the Washington Redskins. This game also does come with some pressing issues because Kevin Zeitler... I would argue the best offensive lineman for the Giants went down with a leg injury. We are not entirely sure exactly what happened to him, but he had to leave the game early. We'll be getting some more information soon, hopefully, and hopefully by tomorrow. That being said, we are going to be rocking in and giving the positives and negatives, and this show ends up being a bit of a mix of both because a lot of the the one positive that we have is going to lead into the negatives. Some of the negatives that we have are positives with a big caveat so the first and only positive we have here Chris is Darius Slayton who had an incredible first half popping off for five receptions 154 yards and two touchdowns he looked unstoppable until the second half half came around Darius Slayton just abused Ronald Darby the first one where Darby slipped missed the tackle Slayton did not slip and picked up 35 yard touchdown then a few minutes later just runs right past Darby, picks up a really nice 55-yard touchdown. Great throw by Eli Manning, great catch by Darius Slayton. And the Giants offense just, it looked like something we haven't seen since, I would say, 2014, 2015. Maybe more like uh, the beginning of 2012. That was great, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah, it really was all downhill, and that ends up being our first negative. But before we get to that, though, Darius Slayton, though, looked really, really good in the passing game in the first half. That stat line that he had in one half, 154 yards and two touchdowns, is incredible. And he was on amazing pace, except he wasn't able to pick up any more yards in the second half because it seems like the Eagles were able to figure things out. We're not allowing him to get the ball as often, and they were also choking down Eli Manning and limiting the amount of time He had to get the ball out. But Darius Slayton was doing really well fighting against man, getting open, working his way off of press. And one of the touchdowns was just a straight go route long pattern that he was able to catch the ball and take it home for six. The first one you pointed out, Ronald Darby ended up slipping and he fought through the tackle. 
Slayton's a big receiver, so seeing him do stuff like that, I, I, every week that he does something great, I always point out that it is promising. And I, I keep tweeting this. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll know this. I keep tweeting this, that Darius Slayton is the most underrated rookie receiver right now. He makes so many big plays, and I think he's going to develop into a very, very nice offensive weapon for the Giants. Looking forward, I do believe the Giants need another receiver. Cody Latimer is not a long-term answer. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, Golden Tate is not a long-term answer. His guaranteed money will be up after this year. He's on a four-year contract, but it's really just a two-year contract. Sterling Shepard should be around for a while, provided he stays healthy. Darius Slayton looks like he's developing nicely. The Giants do need another receiver. And if they could keep Shepard around, if they can have Slayton develop on the trajectory it looks like he is on right now, that could be the makings of a very nice receiving core going forward. Yeah, we're going to be discussing the situation with the receiving group and obviously all personnel groupings with the offseason coming very, very closely. Three games remaining, so that's going to be very close that we're going to be discussing the future of this team because the offseason is so important when this season is already very clearly over. Next, we're going to discuss our handful of negatives. As you can probably guess, we have a lot of them after that performance. But before we do that, we're going to take a very short commercial break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Up now are negatives. We have four of them to cover here on today's Quick Take show. And the first one alluded to already when we talked about Darius Slayton being a positive was that the Giants could not move the ball in the second half whatsoever. The defense played really, really well. They were slowing down the Eagles. They were stopping the run. They were keeping the Eagles offense off the field for most of the first half, going into the third quarter. But the Giants were not able to move the ball in the second half. Time of possession was significantly dominated by the Eagles, 42 minutes to 21, which is a huge disparity in the amount of time of possession. So as you can tell, the Giants just were not on the field enough in the second half. Just at first blush watching the game, it looked like they kind of retreated back into their shell in the second half offensively. We saw the deep shots. We saw the aggressive play call in the second, or sorry, in the second quarter, the first half, second quarter. We didn't really see that all that much in the second half, like at all. And that's 
one thing, especially with Eli Manning at quarterback, is you you have to give him the chance to be a gunslinger. He does operate much more quickly than Daniel Jones does. I think we saw that. And he can be very good in rhythm situations, but he still needs the, the opportunities to stretch the defense. And Pat Shermer really wasn't calling those too much in the second half, except for that um, ill-fated flea flicker when the entire Philly defense bit down, but the Giants couldn't hold up to a three-man rush. Yeah, it, it, it almost seemed like the Giants had taken a step backward in their play calling because the first half, things looked great. They were moving the ball quickly. The ball was getting out of Eli Manning's hands very, very quick, which is something that we weren't seeing from Daniel Jones. Understandably, he is a rookie, and you could probably expect him to be holding the ball a little bit too long. But no pressure was really able to come and hit him because he was getting it out so quickly. The ball was out of his hands in around two seconds. I remember it was the stat around halftime that they said on the ESPN broadcast. So things were looking good. They were running the ball at a decent clip. It was it was moving well. And especially the Darius Slayton bomb that they threw and scored off of. Those things seem promising. It seems like the Giants were taking control of a game that the Eagles were not ready to play in. But once the second half came around, and this alluded alludes to another one of the negatives that we have that we're going to discuss, it's just overall the play calling was just very questionable in the second half. If you have a lead, why not try and run the ball and chew up time of possession and try and dominate that side of things and get at least 20 rushing attempts from Saquon Barkley. Instead, they threw the ball 30 times for Eli, who hasn't played in a very long time since the beginning of the year and only gave Saquon 17 carries. So stuff like that just doesn't really make much sense to me. Yeah, and it also doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why, if they're going to be throwing the ball, why not throw the ball to Barkley? The Eagles secondary is bad. We talked about that a lot in our preview show. Their linebackers are not great either. I would, well, I wouldn't quite go so far as to say the Giants had the better linebackers in the game, but I'm not sure they had the worst linebackers either. So why not make up for the fact you don't have Evan Ingram or Red Ellison and throw the ball to Saquon Barkley? You know, we saw the Eagles pick up big chunk yardage by throwing to their running backs. We saw them get a, a really nice wheel route out of a running back. Where are those plays for the Giants? Yeah, where were they? The, the Eagles have consistently, every single game this year and also the past few years with Doug Peterson, they have made a consistent effort to get the ball to their running backs. They have so many talented guys in there on their team and a bunch of no-name players that we're not really fully aware of, like Boston Scott, who, who had a good game today. But... They were able to get the ball to Miles Sanders. They were able to get the ball to Boston Scott. They also were using Jay Ajayi. Uh, they didn't have Jordan Howard in this game. That was a big chunk pickup for the Eagles on offense. Why weren't the Giants able to do that when they have the significantly more talented one running back compared to the whole Eagles stable? So just the lack of touches for Saquon continues to be a huge head scratcher and I would argue that that would be a clear case against Pat Shermer in returning it as the head coach because talk about mismanaging of games but in general just mismanaging of talent understandably Saquon was not available for every single game this year but the fact that they have not been giving him ample touches and opportunities to make plays just I said this last time 
does not make sense to me. No, it, it really doesn't. And I'm right there with you on touches. I, I'm not quite as picky about them being run or pass. Just get him touches. Let him do what he does. Even if he isn't 100% healthy, there are – at this point, this time of the year, there are damn few football players who are 100% healthy. So I don't think we can really take the – take lingering effects from his high ankle sprain as an excuse. Especially early on, the Eagles were really choking down on the Giants running game. But once – the offense got into rhythm, especially in the second half or in the second quarter. There were things starting to open up for Saquon Barkley as the Eagles had to pay attention to the Giants' passing game. But then, just as the game wore on, we saw all of that just go away, and they the Giants didn't seem to make much of an effort to get Barkley the ball to create those opportunities for him. And meanwhile, we're over there and, you know, who the hell is Boston Scott? And he had, what, just under a hundred, just under 120 yards and a touchdown on the game. Yeah, he had a huge performance and, and he's a no-name player that has been hovering on practice squads. And I'm, I, I might be incorrect in this just because I can't do a fact check off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure he was recently called up by the Eagles because of a lack of players being available for them. So he's five foot seven. He's tiny. And you could see that on the field that he was tiny. And that, that led to another negative that we have, which is not being able to contain this player that is unknown, but he's shifting and he's quick. And that's something that has always given the Giants fits and problems this season because tackling has been an issue, just not being able to proper take proper pursuit angles and wrap up and take guys to the ground it, it just uh, reoccurring things continue to bring up again and again and this time they ended up getting beat at the hands of a third string special team quality running back yeah absolutely I mean, by the end of the game the eagles had one receiver and that receiver was a converted quarterback and the giants still couldn't take advantage they're best offensive lineman was out their best receiver was out uh, all of their receivers except for the converted quarterback were out and the Giants just couldn't seem to bring themselves to take advantage of that now granted Zach Ertz is a really good player and the Giants are really not good at covering tight ends but still when you have that kind of opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. And that's something the Giants just have not done this year, which is why they've tied the franchise record for consecutive losses. One thing I will say, though, I, I, you do have to give a little bit of credit where credit is due. And you pointed out how the Eagles have no no one because of so many injuries, losing Alshon Jeffrey early and just having no receivers available in this game. And the fact that Doug Peterson was able to pull that out pull out a victory and figure out, all right, this one thing is working. We're going to get the ball to Boston Scott, of all people. I, I hate to be giving credit to an opposing coach that just got a victory, but just from a football standpoint, that's good coaching. That's something that the Giants have not been able to do, which is find the one thing that is working and rely on it at a consistent level. It, it just makes the, the, the loss hurt so much more for the Giants because – they were so depleted on offense. The Eagles were so depleted 
as far as offensive weapons. So it just really, really takes away from that game and from that performance. Last negative, though, that we have here is Sam Beal, the young corner who has had a bit of an up-and-down year after coming back from a significant injury. Struggled a bit in, in this game towards the end. He had a number of pass interference calls that he is involved in, or not exactly pass interference, but similar type penalties that he was involved in, and also he was getting beat. Just things towards the end of the game that you want a corner to be able to step up and look good during. It's almost, if it hasn't been one young secondary player, it's been another, and that really is part of why the learning curve in the secondary is as sharp and steep as it is. Their job is just by nature reactionary. But if you're re- if you're reacting to what the other team is doing, you can't panic. You have to make sure you are in position. You have to have good technique. You have to have trust and faith in your technique. And you can't have penalties like that. And whether it's Sam Beal, DeAndre Baker, who actually had a pretty good game, you know, there were a few times there where it looked a little uh, a little touch and go, but he also made some really nice plays. But you just need <clears throat> sorry, these are just the struggles that a a young player has to go through as he's you know, getting up to speed, learning life in the NFL, and it's just that much harder for a secondary player. And it just this time it just hurt the Giants at the worst possible time. Yeah, it seems to be a different secondary, young secondary player each week that has a bad game and someone else has a good one. Julian Love looked good in this game, I would argue. DeAndre Baker finally was not the glaring issue and mistake, but the Eagles realized that Sam Beal, who is unexperienced, more unexperienced than DeAndre Baker, was easy to target and go after. So they did exactly that. I don't think Sam Beal had a a horrendously horrible game, but I think that those mistakes towards the end of the game just really, really cost the Giants when you need to really lock it down and be 100% clean in everything that you do. You can't be making mistakes at the end of a game when the game is close, and it is also determining the outcome of it. That's going to be it from us, folks. Thank you for tuning in. As always, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us, and also be sure to follow us on social media at Big Blue View. And also you can follow me on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N-E. And also follow Chris at Raptor M-K-I-I. Be sure to reach out to us on social media. If you ever have any thoughts or questions, we will gladly answer back and give you a response or potentially answer any questions you might have on the show. That's it from us. Have a wonderful rest of your day. more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. 
For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.